Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I grubhubbed one of the best sushi restaurants in Buffalo and had, they brought sushi to my son and I. It was great. At your house? Yeah. It was Look awesome. Listen to this. What and a And that's a very good thing to have delivered because... You know, hot is not really pertinent at all. Don't eat hot sushi. Right. Don't yeah, eat in it. fact, I think hot sushi would probably be Terrible. really gross. Don't do it. It's Mike Shope. Fresh hot in neon is not something you see above the sushi place. Can I get this? <laughs> no, that's right. Hot, fresh hot fresh sushi. Fresh and hot sushi. <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> fresh hot sushi here. You get some sushi. <laughs> you open the lid and it's like steam comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and the bulldog. Please stop. Please. Right, Ryan? Hey, you ever do that? I've got nothing you get that's the sushi. Up in my stomach. You open up the lid and it's just sizzling like a fajita. <laughs> it's Mike Shope and the bulldog. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I'm microwaving the sushi. <laughs> oh, WGR Sports Radio 550. Ah! Welcome back to Show with the Bulldog here on WGR. Me and Corey spent the entire oh, open laughing at just it. Just absolutely incredible radio. Just gonna, just, hang, hang on, I gotta pop the sushi in the air fryer here for a oh, sec. Could you imagine? Just, bring it back oh, up the temp. Vile, vile. <laughs> Are you a big sushi guy? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. Oh man, not a big sushi. Guy. I I got into it later in life. I'm <sighs> saying that like I'm 50. I'm 24. <laughs> I just I got into it when I was like 18. Yeah. <laughs> You needed your palate to mature. I knew it later. In life. I had my Dunkaroos face, and then I got into my sushi sushi phase exactly. right after. I hit college and became an adult, and I was like, <laughs> I like sushi now. That's right. I usually only ate Lunchables, but then I tried sushi, and I just don't don't start knocking Lunchables. Those were right those it. were an event as a kid. <laughs> if there was any kid that showed up to the lunchroom with a Lunchable, that was the most popular kid. This kid can assemble his pizza right here on the desk. That's what he's got, dude. It, it was Look that, and then you have like a little pack of Skittles. Oh come on, Lunchables were amazing. Jeez, Louise. Just at, why are kids like just absolutely freaking out in the classroom thirty minutes later because he's pumped full of Skittles and just foaming at the mouth? Just like, oh, it was it was yeah <laughs> five thousand milligrams of sugar. In it his was lunch. the sugar that did that. Mm. Welcome back to Shope and the Bulldog today. Shope and Bulldog both have the day off. Hopefully, Bulldog is back tomorrow. Zach Jones and Corey Griswold along with you. It's kind of it's it's an all right Wednesday. I mean, the weather The outside. weather makes it very much not right. Really stinks. I'm just, oh, man. I, I said it earlier in the show. I just, I cannot do the winter. I'm just not a fan. It's really all. good driving off a cliff weather. Like, I, mm, 
Not no grip on the tires, just just a line going off the side of the road, and that's it. It just disappeared. I remember, and this was, I think it was like 19, I was visiting my then-girlfriend in Pittsburgh, and her mom, and it, it was it was during winter break that I, w- I was going down there seeing everybody for Christmas, and she asked me, like, I'm from Buffalo. Like, she's like, oh, you're like, so you're like really good at driving in the snow. And I looked her dead in the eyes and went, absolutely not. Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, no. That's the real secret of living in Buffalo is that no one here is good in driving. Like slow. everything else Absolutely I did was there to like it. impress her family and like be way better than I was. And the moment she's like, oh, she so must be like really good at driving in the winter. I was like, no. You want to find out? Hop in the car. Show joke. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the wheel, Lori. Don't even worry about this. I got it from here. That's right. No. We've been talking a lot today. Sabres and Bills. Me and Corey have kind of come to the realization as we've been talking the Sabres probably shouldn't make a deadline deal. There's, it has been a journey of self-discovery. Oh, absolutely. I We're a lot like Aaron Rodgers. I feel we are now kindred spirits with him. We didn't do the whole darkness tour, but like we still had... Still time. With 610, we still got time on the I show. I could turn the lights off. We could. It's dark I outside already. That. This is true. But I'm not going to, because the dark scares me. But <laughs> we kind of came to that conclusion that the Sabres shouldn't make a deadline deal. We also talked a lot about the Bills as well. And... Where this offseason should take them, should they go wide receiver or really playmaker, offensive playmaker, in the first round? Should they go defense? We really didn't touch on that too much because I think we both are just vehemently against the idea. But with the way the free agent class is and really the fact that the Bills don't have a ton of money and the way the draft class is starting to look, it this offseason, I said it when the Bills lost, it's going to be an interesting one, but it might also be a painful one where it's just – there's not going to be that move like Von Miller last year that really, you know, gets the heart racing going, oh, I cannot wait for September kind of deal. I don't think there's going to be that kind of move in in the works. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But, like, I also don't really think the Bills are in a position to start trading stuff away or starting to trade for. They don't have a ton of draft picks this year. And it's... They're in this weird spot of both being a really, really good team, affected by injuries and acts of God that really kind of messed up their season, while also kind of being in this window of, hey, but you also have only made one AFC championship game. Yeah, I think the the Bills should be the team acting with desperation, more so the Sabres. Yes. Because yes. I feel like there's a lot more working against the Bills. The Bills are an older team. They're, a, they're, they're an older team, and they also, I think, have better competition ahead of them. To, to kind and of AFC, bro- AFC is, is a gauntlet, and it's not going to get any better. Like they're, no. they're like as long as I think they have Burrow and they have Mahomes around them, they're always going to have to be at their best to break through that ceiling and to break through their competition. And they haven't done it yet, so like they should play with desperation. To I get think they're going to play with desperation. I do wonder what that means though. Like I've been someone to say I don't care if you're desperate. I care if you don't react to being desperate. Yeah. Like if you truly like the Bills are, but if the Bills sit back and go, we're fine. Everything, it's roses behind us, and not like a flaming building or like a you know building starting to smoke. That's where I get nervous. What can they do? But that, but that's the thing is like, wh- like where am I? Where I'm sitting here, like you can do that because the draft is it trading up in the draft? Is is that what it is? Is it With trading what? up in the first round? But exactly like this year, picks wise, you don't have a ton. But it might be one of those where you also don't have a roster where a ton of guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round are going to make the roster. So why not package those picks? Maybe package a third and move up. And maybe only pick three, four times this year. But ultimately, am I going to add a guy that's going to come in right away and jumpstart this this offense, the team, whatever it is? Maybe it really is trading up maybe seven spots, go from 27 to 20, and draft a guy like Zay Flowers before Baltimore or Dallas, or if you have to trade up a little bit more before like a Green Bay can get him. You get a guy like Zay Flowers out of Boston College, and then you just, again, foot to the accelerator, and you're just like, look, we're, we're – 
it's Super Bowl or bust this year. I know that that phrasing is thrown around quite a bit, but maybe it is that kind of process thinking. Now. They're, they're never I, they're not going to be the team where they win every single game comfortably. Like like there's so many of Which their is games. Which tough to admit. I don't like it. It's, 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 it's so many of their games were just like, like we were all mad, and then they went end up winning by a possession and a half. They were the or, most frustrating thirteen to three team ever. It, like that's just going to be the way it is. Like there are going to be teams that they play that are good and give them a game. They're going to get games from people. Yeah. So like, it's never going to feel like a clean shot all the way through. That it just doesn't happen. Even for the Eagles, that wasn't the case. Like, and who maybe had the cleanest shot to the championship game and lost it. So I don't, I don't know what it looks like next year. If they don't have half the adversity they faced this year playing, maybe they go all the way to the championship game and break through because they're just not physically and mentally exhausted like they were this year. Because it, it certainly looked like that, and they were sounding like it at the end of the season, like articulating like we did not have the juice. Well, I mean, how, how, how many guys in their post or in, in their locker room clean out press conferences were like, we just ran out of gas? Right, and is that going to be the case next year? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It, like they, maybe Could they be. can't get it started next year, which would be a real crisis. Yes, of of them being like, hey, we we have lost something and we can't find. We don't have no idea where it went or what happened. To well, it. thinking of thinking on that point, where do you think they they go with Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer? Because I th- I think there's a real possibility both walk the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Well, that's I mean that's a good vacation spot in the summer. Uh, I don't know. Like I like that's it's it. it the franchise tag window has opened. It's open till March 7th. And it's kind of like a foregone conclusion. The tag for the Bills, at least being reported-wise, will not be used. The Bills will not use the tag. Are they going to try to sign back Tremaine Edmonds? I think they might try, but he it, it, he's probably going to be priced out by him. Have, Boyer, have we heard anything about them? They, they I feel like they would have been talking about it. I do too. They usually do, don't they? Like there aren't there like talks or discussions where we usually hear stuff. Or at about least it? I'm seeing something from an Adam Schefter and Ian Rapoport going like, yeah, like Tremaine Edmonds is expected to break the bank with the Bills. Like it's it, like they're really working hard on on a deal, and it's it's been dead silence. Yeah. So I so I don't know. No. I, you know, I I truthfully for me at least I don't know where you sit, but like the defense has been good enough, but has failed in the playoffs. I am at this point. No, lean into the offense. Have what you have on the defense. Try to get younger. Try to improve there. But just lean into the offense. Try to get more efficient. Try to outscore teams. Because you saw in the Super Bowl, the, the Eagles, who have one of the better defense in the league, it didn't matter. You're going to have to put up 40 points to beat some of the best teams in football. Yeah, they had a good half. Had a real good half. Yeah, like, and then they didn't. And, and it that does, was it. Yeah. And they have, I think to me, at least star power-wise, or at least health-wise by the end of the season, a better defense than the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you're at a point now you just got to score teams. You have a quarterback that can outscore teams. You just got to you got to lean into it. You got to absolutely just go for it. And last year they had that shot. Yep. They had they could have they had all they needed was the ball one more time and they probably have the Chiefs and they're going through them. Yep. I, that's the thing. This this season has made it where 13 seconds is a lot harder to kind of I don't want to say stomach, but just you're thinking about it a lot more. But do you want to go to the phones, get connect to our fans where we've got Bob waiting in the wings. Bob, how are we doing tonight? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making this uh, fun drive uh, out of Buffalo even more fun. So, no problem. We, we do what we can. Uh, <laughs> I, I had two two comments, uh, but I hate asking t- our two questions. Um, so don't forget about my second question. I got you. Yep. First question. But you, guys, you guys touched on it about a half hour ago. Something happened in the locker room halftime of that Packers game. The team came out, and we are in our heads and and i don't think they ever recovered 
or looked the same after that halftime uh, at the Packers game. Um, and you guys mentioned it, um, so I just get your thoughts on or thoughts on that because I, like you said, we had the two snowstorms and the Demar Hamlin, uh, you know, devastating injury, a ton of setbacks, but um, it just seems like the Packers game was was a turning point. And then secondly, you were just talking about it. I don't know if a healthy Von Miller takes us to the promised land uh, in this NFL. You just said it. I think we need more uh, more cowbell, more. More offense, more offensive weapons for our, you know, a once-in-a-generation quarterback here in Buffalo. And that's all I got. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thanks a lot. Bob, thanks so much for the call, man. And uh, we're going to hit both your questions here. Number one on Von Miller, I don't know if they're a Von Miller injury away from winning the Super Bowl. I think that Cincinnati game, to me, really did make it look like they've got some work to do in the laboratory. They've got to do better coaching-wise. They've got to get better schematic-wise. And I don't know if Von Miller being there changes that pass rush so drastically that they're able to get to Joe Burrow before he gets the ball out of his hands. I mean, he was throwing at a pop. It felt like under a second. Like It was just coming out the moment it touched his hands. And on to like, the offensive side of things, is like, I, like that's where I think, Corey, me and you are both at. It's just like lean into the offense. like Just go after it. Like it, Defense is only going to do so much now. We mentioned a little while ago, or I think maybe in the first or second hour, like teams like the 85 Bears and even the 2000 Ravens, they don't win Super Bowls anymore. They're fun teams for a little bit because they got that nasty defense, but defenses don't play that way anymore. I watched the 30 for 30 on, on that 2000 Ravens team. You look at some of their defensive highlights, most of them are flags now. They're not even, like, allowed to do some of that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like, just lean into where the league is going. You may not love it. Me, personally, I've grown up in the era of the offense is becoming king. I am all for it. I love it. You may not love it. The, the, the fact of the matter is, though, it is not just going that way. We're already there. It is already at the point of, no, 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 you score points. They, I would love for them to draft or acquire a player who is just so good technically at running routes. Just like they, they hit the dot, they hit the spot, they stop. They're always there because it feels like that's they have one dude who's good at it, and he always gets the ball. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is amazing at it, but right. after that, it's kind. It's, I wouldn't even say it's a question mark. It it is missing. Right. So like if you're if Allen is going to be quickly scanning and looking for someone who's in a spot, get someone who arrives in the spot. We're going to go back to our phones where I think Steve has got an answer to that question. Steve, welcome to the show, my man. How are we doing tonight? We're doing all right. Great to hear the discussion. Um, I had heard from another radio broadcaster, not out of Buffalo, somewhere else, early on of the contract for Hunter Renfro and Ed Oliver are similar. Mm -hmm. I would wonder about making that trade, see if you can pick up maybe a fourth next year because Oliver's much younger, Um, and then lean into – couple offensive linemen maybe a tackle and guard uh and a safety at the top of our draft we don't have to worry about a wide receiver as high and you know someone experienced like Renfro allows Gabe Davis to play third wide receiver a lot easier for him and we protect Allen I mean that's where I think that's where we had our biggest slide this year was on the line and I don't think we can draft in the first and second round rotational defensive linemen like we've been doing so as good as that Oliver is was he played 40 percent of our defensive snaps we can't waste that amount of money on guys like that. So, thanks. Steve, thanks for the call. And and on the at the Ed Oliver point especially, and, and like he brought up, like you can't spend that kind of money. You also can't spend a ton of money on a defensive tackle that was picked in the top ten as supposed to be a pass rusher and have him finish with two and a half sacks in a season, which is what he had this year. He gets doubled a lot. He does. 
but he's an undersized guy. That was his whole thing coming out of Houston. But he was supposed to be potentially good enough to kind of deal with that, and it's just, it has not happened yet. And I think that's a problem the Bills have run into a lot during the Bean McDermott era is that they draft too many versatile guys. They draft too many guys that, like, yeah, he's undersized, but he does, like, all of this stuff really well. And that's where, like, for me, I did a mock draft, and I put it up on our website, WGR550.com. I had the Bills taking a 6'5", 350-pound guard in Osiris Torrens out of Florida because, you know what, he's a unicorn. He's an absolute freak of nature, nimble for his size, and you plug him in at the right guard position, and you are set. He's a day-one starter. Don't have to worry about it. They haven't really done that on either trench outside of maybe the pick for Spencer Brown. In the fourth round, he's like sixth, seventh tackle, but incredibly raw out of Northern Iowa. For the most part, though, outside of Josh Allen and Spencer Brown, it's been a lot of guys who like do some stuff pretty well, but nothing amazing. Like Allen, when you picked him, he's a unicorn. He's a freak of nature. Everyone else after that, it's kind of like a, eh, they do this pretty well. We might be able to make all the stuff elite, but we'll see. And it's helped. It's worked. But you do notice the last Pro Bowler that was picked by Brandon Bean is Wyatt Teller. And he was not even on the Bills when that happened. Who have they developed besides Josh Allen? A lot of the late-round guys. Teron Johnson has been developed pretty well. I think Dane Jackson being a seventh-round pick was developed pretty well. It's really... It's the late. Or they it's, world me, it's, it's it's no. They're they not are not beaters. the best. Like Teron Johnson might be the best nickel corner in the league, but the best nickel corner in the league does not win you the Super Bowl. Exactly. Like it's it's a it's fun to say you maybe have the best nickel corner in the league. He is not that big of a game changer. Right now, some can argue. Well, you know, look at the divisional round in 2020 where he takes the pick six back against Baltimore, and I'll and, and Grant, I'll give you that. But throughout seasons, throughout his time as a Bill. Teron Johnson, as, a, as the best nickel corner, is not going to stun everybody. As He's a not part kill everybody. of a defense that plays as a larger unit, yeah. he is a great piece of that. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, I man, you just can't tell me, like, well, we d- developed a nickel corner. Like, nah, nah, man. Well, like, wh- where are you at tackle? Where yeah. are you at center? Where are you at wide receiver? But now I will Where tell are you, you at defensive end? I, oh, nowhere good. I will tell you, though, with Hunter Renfro, that's an, an elite slot receiver in Renfro. He was at, in college. He has been since he got to the Raiders. Runs his routes incredibly well. He's effectively, if you missed Cole Beasley, and we're kind of upset that the Cole Beasley we got this year was just not the same guy. Which I, Yeah, he was retired. Yeah, like, I mean, like ultimately it <laughs> right. was expected. Hunter Renfro is the younger, better version of Cole Beasley. Because Beasley took till he was like 28 to really pop off. Renfro did like day one. Great route runner, catches the ball, and gets you the five to ten yards that you need every single time. That's when the Bills' offense was so dangerous and elite, was when they were, and I, I've said it all show, you've got to be efficient. Because that's what the Chiefs have done. They traded away Tyreek Hill. And they went to an efficiency-based offense where it's just, no, we'll go down the field, we'll throw it like ten times, and it'll be short stuff. It'll annoy the hell out of everybody. But we'll score a touchdown at the end of it. The Bills are a lot of fun, a lot of highlights. But how many times do we see this year where it's just like two, three, four drives in a row where you're like, dude, they can't even get a first down. Like, they can't even get into a group. <sighs> Both dudes, Diggs and when he was at his best, Beasley, had separation, but they got it in different ways. Yep. Beasley found the empty spots on the field and sat in Yep. And but Diggs would beat you one on one and find a way through it and make himself available for the quarterback to throw it to him. The, and the guys they have that replaced or to at least augment that in Davis 
and in McKenzie. They are that is not their strong suit. No, it's and there not. are times when the offense really looks like it. They need people who find ways to establish distance between them and the opponents, which is the easiest way to secure the ball. Is to is when there isn't somebody around you making it hard on you to do that, and they don't have that person, and they have to acquire that person quickly. And that's the thing; they have to acquire that person quickly because if they don't, like. It, you're getting to a point, and our last caller said it too, you have a generational quarterback. You cannot get to a point where, and, and this is my fear last season, you cannot get to a point where the cookie cupboard is empty. The cookie jar has got to be full. You can't have it where we're sitting here. And we're kind of like the Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers the last few years where it's like, okay, but who else is catching the ball outside of Devontae Adams? Just for us, change Adams and put in digs. You can't get to that point where every game it's a question mark of, well, what Gabe Davis are we getting? Are we yeah. getting the guy that, you know, against Pittsburgh this year where it's just bombs away, 99-yard touchdown, 65-yard touchdown, and he is just mauling them? Or is it a guy we got a lot this year where he can't even catch 50% of his passes thrown to his way? And while he took a step forward, it was more because the volume of targets went up because guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley were gone. And at times will make the hardest catch you've ever seen in your life, which is what's so it baffling is, about Greg. It is about insanity him. to watch. Yeah, how he could just like tiptoe like, down the sideline and make the grab and be like, I can't believe he came down with that. That how was did he half do the it? reason. I, it wasn't even necessarily to me fully the Kansas City playoff game that had me buying into Gabe Davis. It was his playoff performance says. It was against the Colts. Where he would just, for a neck, for yeah. the sideline, his rookie year, where it was like, he just, he knows where. And I think what grabbed me so much with that was the Houston playoff game. When we had when Diggs wasn't here, when Davis wasn't here, it was John Brown and Duke Williams and Brown a Oof. few times in that game just did not know where the sideline was. And as great as he was, it was like, oh, we need a guy that like just can make those insane catches. Mm-hmm. And Davis's rookie year comes in and does it. And I'm like, oh, oh, here you we go. You just assumed the rest would come. Like you did. You, you can did. do the hard stuff. So obviously he's going to be able to do the easy stuff. And it's just it has not taken that next step. Nope. And and to be fair. Davis finds himself into that same category of a lot of the guys they draft. Is a great deep ball route runner. Can do nothing else well. Everything else seems like a struggle. Mm. He's great on these deep then, routes, but I he's mean, not a fast guy. I mean, he's not a burner. They're, they're changing wide receiver coaches. Grow him. Like, let's go. Coach him up. I think that's my thing. I, that's my one thing with the Chad Hall, not firing, but him just transitioning over to Jacksonville to be the same thing. Maybe I I want to see what he could have done with somebody that wasn't like a fourth round pick and on. I would have liked to have seen what he could have done with somebody coming in with like clear elite traits as a first or second round pick. Yeah, and you and and like let's see what we can turn him into because I think you've gotten the most out of a fourth round pick. Not every fifth round pick will become a Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs ultimately was a fifth round pick. Was that because he decided not to go to Alabama and went to Maryland to stay home and dealt with injuries? Yeah, like the first round talent was there. The only issue you had with him is mm, maybe he's not big enough, which like he's ultimately shown. It's like, but if I get separation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, which is why I still like guys like Zay Flowers, Josh Downs out of North Carolina. It's because like, well, if they get separation, who cares if they're 5'10", 195? If he can run a 4'3 and get open, no one can touch him. That's right. Like we're fine. Like that, the league is trending towards you can't just punch a dude in the mouth five yards off the ball, which, you know, I'm for. I'm, I'm with it. But – I, I, I've, I've grown into liking the idea of trading at Oliver. I've grown into the idea of liking that and potentially getting a guy like a Hunter Renfro in return for that to kind and, of... And then your defensive line gets significantly worse, I think. It does, but it, it, are we at a point where maybe it doesn't matter? Because it, are you really stopping guys like Mahomes and Burrow and potentially even down the road Lawrence? 
like that much to where it's like, yeah, but not having a, a you know an elite slot receiver makes up for having like an average defensive tackle. Oliver's his biggest issue is inconsistency. If he could have been a consistent guy, I would take six and a half, seven sacks, but him consistently being a problem. Yeah, the the bill not that problem with the Bills is that they're good. Yeah, because they're good. They're good. They're really good. They're very and, very good, and maybe not good enough, and that's the problem. Because how do you like? How do you finesse problem. being good enough? I don't know. How do you finesse being good enough? They, listen, the story of our lives. Yeah. Not not a great title, though. Not a great title. I we we got to workshop that title. All right. We'll talk it over in the break. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, SB Nation's Mark Schofield joined us a little while ago to talk some NFL offseason, the draft, and some Formula One chat. We'll have that when we come back. This is Shope and the Bulldog. Shope and the Bulldog have today off. I'm Zach Jones along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.